0: Hello. Hello. We're Hello. here.
1: Snaps for today, guys.
0: Oh, and happy Easter, Matt.
1: Happy y'all. Easter to you. I feel
0: like, do we always do this? If there's like a Sunday holiday, do we still do this podcast recording?
1: I think so. We don't skip a lot of them. We don't because, like, you know, we've created such a schedule for ourselves yes. that because we're just like, okay, we have to do it. We are committed. We signed the
0: papers. <laughs> but there are no papers. There are no papers. <laughs> no signatures. But I also do think now that we don't live together, we were talking about this the other day. It's just like, when we lived together it was like do you feel like doing the podcast do you feel like doing the video and I was like not no. really. See you tomorrow. But now that we live apart, it's like I'm on my way, and it's like oh shit. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh shit. I have to. I remember I that one ready. time
1: uh, I was like thinking like oh I have the day off. We're not going to do anything today and everything. And I just get a text from Matt Palmer, and he's just like on my way, and I'm like <laughs> uh, for what? And you were just like oh we're listening to the entirety of Avril Lavigne's new album and recording oh. ourselves. And I was like oh I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> okay, good thing I'm
0: home. I'm glad you were home, and I don't remember what the situation was there, but it worked out. It worked that out. It was cute. It was one of our first album reaction videos. I know where we like actually listen to the full album right. in the whole video
1: that was a bitch to edit
0: yeah <laughs> there is i figured out that way that's easier to edit next time we have you have to edit one of those okay i'll, I'll show you what's easier thank you so much for are oh, still giving i'm very giving happy easter. happy easter indeed this episode of two gay mats is brought to you by skillshare we all know i love nothing more than a day job where i can close my computer right at 6 p.m and focus on my passion projects like two gay mats and matt palmer music the good parts available now Ever since we started doing things like live streams and actually posting to TikTok, I've wanted to sharpen my skills in those areas and Skillshare is the best place to do just that. With Skillshare, I'm excited to learn more about film and video, about Photoshop, about marketing, which I am famously terrible at, and I'm excited to learn from creators and professionals who are actually masters of it. So if you're one of the first 1,000 people to click the link in the episode description, you can sign up for Skillshare and get your first month completely free. So why wait? Click the link in the episode description and sign up for Skillshare today.
1: Everybody, welcome back to another Two Gay Matt's podcast. It is Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer. And it is Easter Sunday and we are feeling festive today. Yes. I mean, we feel festive every day. Right. You know, What can you do? Uh, so Matt Palmer, what yes. have you done
0: this week? I've kind of not done too much. I feel like it has been a nice week over the weekend. Uh, I played a lot of that Zelda game with Jackson again. We were playing Zelda Link's Awakening on the Switch. It was ported over from an old Game Boy Advance or something game. It's very fun. It's the one where you collect instruments as you beat the dungeons. We Collected a new instrument it was a triangle and I think Ooh, <laughs> a try like the instru- like a like a
1: like an actual like triangle yes. or like okay like the instrument the triangle yeah oh, okay not like a, a, a like other instrument where you can like make something no no like it's a writing
0: a, instrument no no no. it's a triangle that you're supposed to be Ooh, dinging on ding dong Um. so I'm excited to be playing that we're getting further and further I think we have six out of the eight instruments and then we're going to wake up the wild bird which supposedly everyone on the island thinks that if you wake the wild bird up the island is all just to dream and then everyone dies. So we'll see if that's the case or if the villagers are wrong.
1: This makes no fucking sense.
0: (laughs) It's a wonderful game and it's going to be the next, you know, huge animation movie based on a video game. So get ready for more Zelda in your life doll. (laughs) Oh
1: God, we're going from like instruments to birds to like these conspiracy theories of like you wake up and it was all a dream or something. Like what? It's all happening. I hate all everything about this. How was your week? My week was nice. I had a good time. Like I I had a night where I hung out with uh, my friends Megan and Lauren. They're doing very well. I don't know if it's I can't I I'm trying to think if there was like anything at all interesting that I did and I can't think of
0: but a thing I mean it happens I think an exciting thing that we did is almost last 10 years on YouTube because in a couple of weeks will be the 10 year anniversary of 2K Mats. if you enjoy us as a podcast or however you consume us try to get to your YouTube on Sunday April 23rd it'll be during the daytime probably an afternoon moment we'll put the time up when we settle on it (laughs) but uh, it'll just be fun we're gonna be celebrating 10 years of 2K Mats with a live that will be celebratory Maybe watching some old Two Game Ads videos, hanging out with friends, chit chatting, playing some games. Even it's gonna be great. Playing some games, even you never
1: know. You know my thoughts on. games. We
0: just put up a video where we're playing a game, so you're gonna be fine.
1: Oh, okay, so <laughs> yes. it was more of like a. Per- I love a personality game yeah. where it's like, so, oh, like,
0: we're gonna play a video game.
1: Okay, how did you think we we're gonna do? When the rules are too strict, no. I you
0: know I I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I mean if we don't have a lot going on. we dive? Someone has a lot going on in their personal life. It's not us, but it's Madame Taylor Swift.
1: Oh, guys. Everyone wants to hear us talk about this, and there's not really much to say. There's not
0: too much to say, but on Saturday, the night before Easter, it came out on Entertainment Tonight that Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn had broken up after six years of dating. Uh, E.T. learned that exclusively, that they broke up a few weeks ago. They also were told that the split was amicable, and it was just not dramatic. The relationship had just run its course. It's why Alwyn has not been spotted at at any shows. Uh, Swift is on the Aeros tour, obviously, which uh, had to Tampa, Florida next week. And I... I don't know. I just—it was one of those things that they had been together for so long. This is
1: her longest relationship by a mile. mile,
0: and like I just assumed they would wind up together. I, so yeah. even though I am no—I'm not the world's number one Swifty, i was sad for her. Uh, yeah, absolutely, I, yeah. Just because you know, losing a relationship requires a grieving process, and this person is having to grieve while headlining a stadium tour across the country and soon the world. And I don't know, having that stability that you used to have suddenly be gone, even if it is as amicable as they say it's mm-hmm.
1: gotta be tough oh it's always tough even if it is amicable and right. you know she we want her to be happy and I felt like you know they really seemed like they were pretty compatible I totally. mean we don't know the ins and outs of their person personal relationship and everything right. but like I don't know they seemed like they were a solid match and yeah I just know now she's going to be referencing the color blue a lot less in her albums. <laughs>
0: yeah, he was blue for her, he? Wasn't was he? blue.
1: Jake Gyllenhaal was red. Yes. Joe Allen was blue. So what color are we going to get next? Maybe we'll get a
0: purple. A boy who makes her feel somewhere in the middle of that? I feel like she's due for an orange. Oh, I mean, maybe it's you. Maybe you're the next Taylor Swift boyfriend. Okay, that'll <laughs> be a change. <laughs> it'll be a change for a lot of us. But you know what? Fingers crossed. I think it'd be lovely. But you
1: know what I would do for all the people? Hmm. I would break her heart. That way she would create the greatest songs and I would do her dirty. And then afterwards, I would just be like... Taylor, I didn't really mean
0: it. Uh, I mean, well, you could just break her heart by telling her you're gay, but I bet if she did a little bit of a background check, there's a lot of evidence of you being gay. We would have
1: to burn the tapes, (laughs) guys. Sorry, the Two Gay Mats podcast and live stream and YouTube episodes are shutting down.
0: Right, and we were talking about this on the Discord, and I have a conspiracy theory that I have mentioned in previous videos or podcasts probably. I feel like once they got together, there was some sort of unspoken or spoken rule or request from Joe being like, I don't want your fans to be... I don't want every song that you write now that we're together to be about me because it feels like, okay, on Folklore and Evermore where we're discovering our storytelling, we're writing about hypothetical teens, we're going to write about my grandmother and like anything and like the lady who used to own my house, anything. <laughs> <laughs> But my relationship, and yeah. even with Midnight, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to talk about random Midnight's that happened throughout my life. So yeah. it's like, this one's about John Mayer, and I fucking hate him. And it's a great song with me. Would have, could have, should have. I'm glad is alive and with us. But I am excited to hear about this long-term real relationship and the ebbs and flows of a long-term relationship that maybe doesn't end in a big, fiery ball of passion. No, And I just feel like it would be an adult way, uh, it would be a cool way to see her songwriting grow is to dissect and analyze this relationship from the different sides of it about a man who's like, neither of them sounds like are the villain in this situation. Oh, And I just feel like that could be ripe for great material.
1: Yes. I mean, because the material in Lover, which is an album that is literally all about falling in love with Joe Allen, like is so like lovely and personal and everything. So I feel like there was, you know she was very, very obviously invested in this relationship yes. and everything. So, but also I will say like, even though Taylor does write a great, you know, shame song and like a, you burned me song yes. and everything. Something that I feel like she doesn't get enough credit for is the songs, like the, the songs about happiness and falling in love that mm. she writes. Like she's so good at that. Like we're talking about like the Enchanteds and I like, mean. and I was just talking about the title track of fearless. And just like, just like those songs about falling in love, the right. Cornelius street, mm. like a br- brilliant brilliant song she's so good at writing those songs so I'm really happy for her to like meet a new guy and fall <laughs> in love with him that will be exciting you know even though it's sad that this happened and everything let's baby I'm handing you a guitar <laughs> let it out <laughs> Do what you gotta do. That's
0: all, all. That's the thing. If you see Taylor Swift in the street, just hand her a guitar. Hand her a guitar. <laughs> be like, "Girl, get to writing." I know the show's on Saturday, but you have a whole week in between. <laughs> we need some hits. We need some sad bops, and they're upcoming.
1: Yes, I'm sure the, the, the one thing Taylor wants to hear from strangers on the street is just like, <laughs> write more.
0: The thing is, though, I feel like this is what happened when Adele got divorced. Like all of the people in the comments were like, "Ooh, the next album's gonna be fire!" So I'm sure Taylor will be no stranger to the sentiment, and will understand where it's coming from, even if it's a little heartbreaking um <laughs> but I will also say just from a fan perspective I am a person who has been very concerned that Mariah Carey and her boyfriend of six years Brian Tanaka had broken up that he was not shown in a picture with her they weren't shown together I would want to say between New Year's Eve and like uh just recently like until her 327 till her anniversary uh-huh. he showed up on like on a in a to Instagram with her somewhere and I was like I just want her to be happy she has given me so much joy and to have this stable person in her life makes me happy and so I just want the people who have given me joy to have joy and stability in their lives you know I'm not going crazy I'm not calling up people I'm not invading privacy but I, I feel for my girls and so oh. when the Swifties are upset I just want to say I get it. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah,
1: so guys, we feel for you, Taylor. You're, you're going to be fine.
0: You're going to be fine. She'll be fine. <laughs> She's a billionaire. <laughs> Taylor
1: will be fine, guys. Yes. Newsflash. Newsflash. Taylor will be
0: fine. <laughs> Uh, You saw the Barbie trailer? Of
1: course I did. I watched it several thousand
0: times. How do you feel? Now that Greta Gerwig's Barbie is coming out July 21st and last week the official trailer. Because I think there was a teaser prior to, but this was more of a full-length trailer that was released. And how did you feel?
1: I thought it was great. It was so refreshing to see a movie that is just like a straight-up parody coming out like an unabashed like parody because I feel like we don't get as many like parodies in movie theaters right now like right. it's not like a thing like I'm thinking of stuff like the Brady Bunch movie like stuff like that that's just so overtly like this is just gonna be a comedy but like right. it's, it's gonna know exactly what it is and it's gonna be so smart and and just the visuals behind it like it is absolutely the front runner for art direction mm-hmm. um, costume design maybe I think it could get like a cinematography nomination if not also like a screenplay nomination
0: at and the you, Oscars that just from the minute and a half trailer yes, of the I, movie? I,
1: baby, you saw that cinematography. That shot with the feet coming out of the like, slippers and the the you know feet up in the air. Like it's it Greta Gerwig is such a smart filmmaker. She's such a smart writer. Obviously her husband Noah Bomback is a smart writer too. I know he helped her with the script. Oh, okay. Like like it is it's going to be great. It's going to be a smash hit. And the people who are still on the fact that it's not going to be financially successful it's like i don't why 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 do people think that there are people who think that
0: why i don't know
1: (laughs) i don't know but the question is it's opening the same day as oppenheimer okay which movie is going to make more money what's oppenheimer oppenheimer's the new christopher nolan movie oh well Um, it
0: feels like you know straight boys can go to that and the rest of us can go see barbie (laughs) right and i feel like there are more gays and ladies in the world than men so i think you know we it's true guys we are the majority we are the majority we are the silent majority um, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, so I'm excited for it as well. I thought the trailer looked great. I think... Um, I don't know. It just looks like a fun time, and I'm excited and looking forward to July.
1: Also, hot take, I think Ryan Gosling is going to get nominated for Supporting Actor.
0: Really? Do you think he's going to be the breakout performance in the film?
1: Apparently, like rumor is that he's like the best performance. Really? Yeah, apparently, he's great. So, I'm like, I think this would be a very
0: fun acting nomination. Did you see how much money Super Mario Brothers the movie made this weekend? Of course it did. I mean, it made, but it made the most... It's the most... Uh, biggest opening worldwide for an animated film of all time. It beat Frozen 2. Supposedly... It was like, what, 363 million? Something crazy. Some crazy number. I don't have the exact one in front of me. But I think it's great because, A, I'm a Super Mario head. I'm excited to see this film. I didn't get it to it opening weekend. But I also think it's hilarious and amazing that, like, The reviews came out and they were like, "It's not great, actually." (laughs) And everyone was like, "Don't care, I'm going anyways." It's like Easter weekend. I'm bringing my kids. It's gonna be the biggest five day weekend opening ever. And it's like,
1: "All right, Mario." I mean, girl, do what you gotta do. I mean, the thing that I hear is like, "It's it's great if you're a super huge fan of Super Mario."
0: Okay. Well, then maybe it'll be great for me. Like I heard it was like made for the fans, and I'm like, "That's great." And I heard Jack Black is gonna be is great in it. Oh, great! I I love Jack Black for all of us. Um, Disney's remaking Moana. That's interesting. (laughs) Apparently, this was announced this week that uh, Dwayne Johnson and Ali Grabalo are going to be starring in a live action reimagining of Disney's Moana. I assume in the same roles they played in the animated version.
1: Maybe they'll swap
0: now that would be something that would be something I would
1: put I would pay to say hey,
0: if Barbie does well and it's we're in the new age of parody then maybe we just need swapped versions of every film because it's completely illegal to write a new original anything and so this could be the the twist on its head
1: decades from now once like reboots are so tired and not that they're not already tired I mean. but like once like people are really over like reboots and like reimaginings and everything it's gonna start being like this is the same movie but the actors are gonna swap roles <laughs> like that's gonna be the new trend
0: I I mean, maybe next week we should, like, cosplay as each other well, for two I'll game sit mats. Well, I'll
1: on the other side. I'll and, sit
0: on the uh, left side. Yes, and, and I'll sit on the right, and I'll talk about musical theater and film and who's gonna get win Best Supporting oh. Actress next year?
1: Oh my God! And this is gonna be like Laura Linney and uh, Cynthia Nixon when they would uh, when they were in the Little Foxes on Broadway, and oh. they would swap roles like every other show. Wow! I know. See, and
0: I'm gonna have to say stuff like that next week. I know. It's gonna
1: be tough for me. I don't have all that knowledge. But We've been doing this damn show for ten years now. You should know this information. I know. I,
0: you would say I know more. Hey, I've been listening to more Kimberly Akimbo than you have. I know. <laughs> I have
1: not yet listened to Kimberly Akimbo, and this one is a Kimberly Akimbo head right here. Called it the album of the year so it is far.
0: Truly, so far. The album of the year like the pop girls I'm hoping that Kelly who is coming out with her new, two new singles like we said me and mine are coming out this Friday which by the way when we said that on the podcast I thought it was like kind of common knowledge just because it was on my boards and it felt really stable that date and then it happened and they're like how did you know I was like I'm on the boards I know Um M- 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 <laughs> Moana Moana <laughs> I mean, that should go to show how much we do not care about this. I mean, it's, I guess it's exciting for people. People like to see a live action, but it's also like, at least with The Lion King and Little Mermaid, those are like decades old. Moana came out within the last seven
1: years. Well, that's my question about all of this is like, because these like Disney live action remakes are made for the millennials who are now parents who Mm. like, because the millennials, we are the ones who like have the nostalgia and the affinity for these like 80s and 90s Disney movies and everything, because those are the movies that Like, literally raised us. And so now, like, people our age um, have children. And so Disney's making money off of like the millennial nostalgia and their kids and everything. But the people who were kids when Moana came out, like, are still kids. They're still kids. And they're not spend, they're like, a lot of them are still not able to like spend their own money. Of course not. Like, see Moana again. So I'm just. I'm just curious as to like what the thought process was. Like, couldn't we have, I don't know, maybe waited like another 10 years? That would have been a great time you 10 know. years from now. But I guess The Rock, because isn't The Rock like producing this? Like, wasn't this like his oh, thing?
0: That sounds right.
1: Maybe. But maybe he's like, I really want to do this live action version. And like, girl, I'm getting old and tired.
0: So, I mean, I guess it'll be interesting. I mean, I'm sure it will have its fans, but it seems like the animated version is not even cold yet. And so this feels premature. It <laughs> like it's dead. It, I mean, it's not dead, <laughs> but it's once you're out in, in the the world aren't we all dying slowly sure <laughs> so i just feel like it's a little too soon okay um speaking of live action disney classics the little mermaid 2 film is going to be updating two of the original songs apparently the live action will feature updated lyrics to kiss the girl and poor unfortunate souls this movie is meant to emphasize uh the importance of consent and women empowerment which is great um did they update these lyrics for the Broadway version of Little Mermaid? Do we I know?
1: I don't think so. I mean, I okay. know that the aren't they being updated by Lin Manuel Miranda?
0: I don't know who's updating that.
1: I want to say I heard they're being updated by maybe I don't know. Right. Uh, but But uh, so um, you know, I I guess I I guess I have like mixed feelings about this because first of all, I'm gay and like <laughs> the gays like revere Howard Ashman and his lyrics like hardcore clear, right. very much. So it's like, oh, you're really going to change Howard Ashman's work. I, I'm, I'm a little curious as to how that's going to go. Right. Um, I mean, I could understand if it was like, okay, we want to release like a, a version of kiss the girl and porn Fortune fortunate souls. That's going to go to radio. Mm. But like in the context of the, um, the, the plot and everything, these right. songs, like those lyrics really make sense. Like Ursula a villains and, and she has this, um, um, archaic view of like how men should like see women. And she's trying to get Ariel to give the voice and mm. everything. So of course she's going to say like, men don't want women to talk. It's going to be okay. Right. We're supposed to disagree with Ursula <laughs> in this moment. Right. Um, and also kiss the girl, like is essentially a seduction song mm. where the, like all her animal fish friends are mm. trying to like seduce the uh, prince to kiss Ariel. Right. In fact, it's actually the prince who like hasn't consented <laughs> in, in in this song because like he's the one that's being seduced to kiss this girl who like desperately needs him to kiss her. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I trust Lin-Manuel Miranda. He's right. great. And he, the great thing about him is that he has, Huge reverence for these past writers and their work and everything. So I trust him. I'm sure it'll be great. Kiss the Girl, honestly, is my favorite song in a Disney movie ever. Is it really? I didn't know that. Oh, Kiss the Girl to me is one of the best songs ever written. Like, I think there is no song more like romantic than Kiss the Girl. I prefer
0: it to Part of Your World. I do. Wow. I I mean, and Part
1: of Your World obviously is a classic and we love her. Right. But (laughs) Kiss the Girl to me is just. Okay, it's so beautiful, right? Right. And and I, yeah. Well, I hope, as RuPaul says, they don't fuck it up.
0: (laughs) You (laughs) know, that's that's what I say, like in all of these situations. It's just like, don't don't fuck fuck it up. up. And uh, since we love good news, Trump has been charged with 34 felony counts of falsifying business records. He pled not guilty because he's lying. Oh,
1: how many spe- say that number? Again? 34. That is a whole lot. That seems like a lot that of is felonies. A, that's a lot of felonies, right. but not a lot of years to be alive. Because uh, some people who are 34 are still young. Sure. Yes. <laughs> we'll
0: do that. <laughs> but I... Um, and just there's not even really an update like we knew this was happening. We knew this man was getting arrested. But the fact that it really happened and the fact that it's 34 felonies like it's just music to my ears. And I love spreading the the good news. So congratulations to us all. This horrible man will hopefully get what's coming. Down. Stay tuned, girl. Stay tuned. Um, and what I hope is not going to actually end up coming to us is the Harry Potter TV series that is in talks at HBO Max and Warner Brothers. Apparently, there's talks of making an Harry Potter TV show where every season is a book of the Harry Potter series. And okay, the movie's... I feel like people, especially as they went on, people respected the movies as like a solid adaptation of the work that is in the book that they grew up with. It felt like, okay, these are, are Harry and, you know, the other two. <laughs> and I like those <laughs> characters. And it, the, it was, even though, obviously, you can't fit everything in the book into a two and a half hour, three hour movie. I get your cutting stuff out. Oh,
1: yeah. When the movies came out, all like there were so many fans who were just like, they didn't include everything. And it's just it's like, like, of okay. course they can't. Like, but
0: it's like, We don't need this TV show. We have enough Harry Potter shit in the world. And also, like, guys, we need to figure out ways to stop giving J.K. Rowling money. Like, this woman is a transphobe. She is a turf. She has clearly lost the plot as a person and a human being. And besides the fact that we are so rebooted out of our fucking gourd, like, let's not give this woman money. Like, let's not support and give put money in her pocket. Because, of course... They would go everywhere. Whoever's going to work on this thing is going to go everywhere and disavow J.K. Rowling and what she says and saying, oh, our story's not about that. Look at Daniel Radcliffe talking to these trans kids for, you know, uh, last week. It was beautiful that he did that, absolutely. But if he were to do that and then he were to somehow create this uh, TV show, which he would never do, it would be gross. So, like, let's just push it away. It was a moment in time. There are visual adaptations that are true to this, the text I I assume because I haven't seen them. Uh, It's just enough. It's enough Harry Potter... It's enough, J.K. Rowling. It's enough.
1: But I mean, people know that, like, if there's one again with the the millennial wallets will be opened for for this whole thing. <laughs> but like, the, like those the people our age are going to watch the shit out of this do you, seven or six seven. There's seven books, seven seer, series, season series. Is
0: there? Uh, do you think there's any possibility? Like, is there a world in which this doesn't end up happening?
1: Uh, I mean, like it, it it does seem like a very expensive yes, uh, like goal. Like there. You, Because there's pressure to do seven whole seasons of this, like complete them, and they have to be huge and spectacular, and like as big of like like visually as like Game of Thrones or something. So like that that would probably be so expensive. That's a heavy feat to like take. Right. That's a a financial, even though like it is a franchise that like people will consume the shit out of. Like
0: I get it. It could be a it could be a
1: it could be a huge financial risk because there has to be seven seasons of this huge.
0: And it's yeah. like I, like Game of Thrones. I believe they're already doing a Game of Thrones prequel or sister series right now. And I think they just greenlit another one. Like if you're going to beat something to death, let it be more Game of Thrones. There's <laughs> other shit out there that does not like give turfs money in a platform that you can make a lot, like do a lot of things with. And they just put out this Harry Potter game that she is making money off of. It's just like I don't want any sort of platform for this woman. Like get her off my TV and stop giving her money. Stop giving J.K. Rowling money. <laughs> All right. Um, next up what else is going on um the, uh, you know showtime has cancelled z-way which I don't know who has showtime I feel like everyone's like oh I love this show but just watch the clips online but I am sad it seems like a funny show and she's a c- very creative person I'm sure she will land on her feet but sad to hear that Euphoria season three is starting to film in June and supposedly they're Doing a time jump. I feel like that's the new way of getting around the whole, oh shit, all these kids are going to college. Sure. Is like, we're just going to do a time jump. Sure. I feel like there's had to have been like three to five time jumps on Riverdale. Mm. And like in the 2020s, what you do when you got kids who are getting older, quicker than you can make the show, just do a time jump.
1: I don't think there was a time jump on Riverdale. I think they're still in high school.
0: I think there was a time, or there was a time jump on the, like they've had spinoffs as well. They're I think something happened or is happening. There's been a job. Okay.
1: Cause I recently auditioned for Riverdale <laughs> and, I,
0: and, <laughs> and they I were in high school and they were in high school. Okay, great. How'd that audition go? Oh girl, I was great.
1: Oh good. I didn't get it.
0: Well, you still were great. Fact, I was
1: great. I, sometimes I, cause I have like a, a Dropbox folder of like all my old auditions and everything. Sometimes I watch, I rewatch it and I'm just like, Oh, I had to play like a jock. So like Ooh, a
0: stretch, a stretch but like
1: still, I think I pulled it off relatively well.
0: I love that. Yeah. Um, the Joker, their official Joker 2 images that are out there. I think Lady Gaga posted one on her IG. And then Todd Phillips posted one of uh, Joaquin Phoenix. I guess the film has wrapped. People are very excited. The musical is happening. She's kissing girls in the street. It's on the way. And Matt Steele's going to love it. And he's going to watch every second. And he's going to tell you about
1: it. I don't, don't anticipate that I'll love it. You don't know my thoughts.
0: I don't. I know I won't be seeing you it. You can't predict the future. I know. I don't need to see that kind of violence.
1: I do think at bare minimum, it will be fun and crazy. Great. And I think Lady Gaga will produce some fun music. Great. From her inspiration
0: for this. Well, I can't wait till you tell me and all the people about it once you see it opening night.
1: All right. I all will right. I will give the full review.
0: We want looking forward to that full recap. And you know, I mean it was just more about Mario being successful. But it, spoiler, Mario was successful. <laughs> uh even though it might be bad. I can't wait to see it even still. Is there any other News for Idiots you need to share with the people? Oh, God. I don't think so. All right, guys. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more. What? This was a very
1: franchise-heavy uh, News for Idiots. It's a lot of guys. I mean, there's what? nothing else to talk about. Taylor Swift and franchises. Taylor Swift and franchises. Guys, It's this is we have become the networks. I mean, what can you
0: do? God. What can we do? I
1: wish we were making as much money as the networks.
0: One day, doll. One day. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more Two Game Mats, the podcast.
1: Hello. Hello. <laughs> I thought you were going to start. I thought you were going to start because no. you have a plan.
0: Oh, I do have a plan. And Matt that Palmer plan has is, a message. If you guys listen to and enjoy this podcast, thank you first for listening. But also, if you could go to your Spotify and just give us five stars, go to your Apple podcast, give us five stars and leave a review. It would help us out so much. It would help people find this podcast, which we love doing and we're coming up on our 200th episode very soon. Leave a review. Go to our YouTube channel. Like and subscribe there. We don't promote like this often enough on the podcast. I'm going to try to do it more, but thank you for listening.
1: I know every time we're in the chat and we're like, okay, on, (laughs) like, as we're recording the podcast, we have to say... Please rate XYZ and everything. Yes. And then we always start and we just
0: always forget. We forget. But we didn't forget today. Five stars, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Leave a review on Apple Podcast.
1: Listen to this now, message now, because you're probably not going to hear it next week.
0: That's the all. Yes. What's going on?
1: This is Email My Heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at 2 at gmail.com. Two is spelled T W O. We have three Email My Hearts. So oh my, my gosh. One from Nina. Subject, drag me. Hi, Mats. In honor of Matt Palmer's newfound love for RuPaul's Drag Race and the upcoming finale, let's talk drag. Yes. Have you two ever performed in drag, or have you ever considered? If the opportunity arose, would you take it? Mm. What would your drag name be? P.S. Matt Palmer, after you finish this season of RuPaul's Drag Race, I know everyone says to start from season six or seven, but I am begging you to start from season five. Lots of love, Nina.
0: I was planning on five, actually. I feel like I had heard a lot of people saying that season five was excellent, so I was planning to start from there. Um, I don't think I have ever done drag. I have no aversion to it. I feel like maybe that would be a cool thing to try. But it also seems like a lot of work. Oh God. You see the girls in the workroom, and they are padding and tucking and putting on all of this. It's just like there is so much talent that has to go into being a drag performer and so much work and it's like guys we can barely put lights up and record a YouTube video. Guys,
1: (laughs) guys, I have bunions on my feet. Mm. I have had surgeries on my damn bunions. I am not squeezing my damn foot into a high heel ever. (laughs) If I were a drag queen I would be in sensible flats the whole time. I would make flats the new big thing in drag.
0: You'd be off first we can drag well,
1: rides. she can, <laughs> you know, hey. <laughs> hey, but, uh, so I, I, what are we considering drag or are we considering drag? Like we are going all out with drag or are we considering drag? Just sort of just like, uh, I played a girl in my ba- basement musical you, that well, I, you,
0: you could, you that know. can be your drag. That's, That's my let's idea. hear about that. Well,
1: I don't know. Like when I was a kid, I remember, uh, like have, my brother had like a Batman costume, and I remember taking the cape and putting it around my waist. <laughs> and he had my brother also had like a cowboy like handkerchief, and I I took his cowboy handkerchief and uh, wrapped it around my head like a little uh, Russian uh, like lady and like villager, <laughs> I and uh, and I. People were like, Matthew, what are you? And I'd be like, I'm Sleeping Beauty. Just because that was my favorite Disney movie. Yes. So I was like, this is what Sleeping Beauty wears in my head. Um, and just like other, like for Halloween, I was you know, I was baby bop in yes. kindergarten. Were Does- you Aaliyah one year? I wanted to be a Leah. Oh. First grade, I desperately wanted to be Aaliyah for Halloween because I thought she was really cool, she which is. she was. She was. And uh, and my mom was like, Matthew, how are you gonna be Aaliyah? And I was like, Mom, I'm gonna put on sunglasses and I'm gonna hold a microphone. And, and my favorite like,
0: thing about that story is, like, even you as a child didn't consider changing your skin color, which, like, all of you idiot people who's ever done that and, like, why every politician or bachelor contestant has, like, a picture of themselves in black faces beyond me. But even you as a child who didn't know anything about the world was, like... Glasses, got it. Well, because God, when
1: you saw a microphone, you saw Aaliyah. Exactly. Of and then I was like, "No, mom, look." And so I like cut out a little paper microphone that I like drew and everything. And I was holding it. I was like, "See, this is gonna be my microphone." And my mom was like, "How about you be a cat?" And so I was a cat. And like I was like, you know, fourth grade, I was like a, uh, I was a grandma. Like I, you know, I, I, I does that count as drag? I think it probably
0: was, not. But it, I think it's a nice story to share.
1: Oh God! And in my basement plays that me and my brother used to put on, God, I played so many women. Like it's. it's Insane, and I was I was Madonna once. We did like a celebrity Ooh. impersonator show, and I was uh, I was Madonna, and so I. Well, sang. this is
0: feeling more like Drag Race. This is like Snatch Game yeah and, yes. and
1: so I came out and like I had made like paper cones with like these little <laughs> yarn tassels and everything um, and that was uh, I never made an audience laugh so hard I believe that I mean, maybe
0: I should do drag I mean clearly it made the audience uproar back then now you'd be even better
1: oh god now no one laughs at
0: anything no I do. they laugh at you they uh, love you if
1: you were to do drag though what would your name be? I would
0: need to think longer on this and this is a podcast we got to go quick and I didn't see this email before just now <laughs> so sorry I don't have one do you have one
1: uh, well I, I do have a friend I'm gonna Steal his idea. He had an idea for a drag queen where she wears all like lounge material, like all like comfort material, like mm. spa clothes and yes. everything. And her name is Terry Cloth. <laughs> That is very funny. Yeah. Very so funny. I'll take that idea. Stolen. Yeah. Sorry. It was Matt Bridges who had that idea. Hi, Matt Bridges. <laughs> Hi, Matt Bridges, but like whatever. It's my podcast. It's my idea now. <laughs> um, so the next question comes to us from Alyssa. Alyssa says, Email my heart. Hi, Matt. Longtime listener, first time caller. Firstly, love, love, love the pod, and all your other videos. Thank I think you. it's a bit I think I've been around since the Beyoncé self-title days. Ooh. Crazy. Congrats on your big anniversary coming up and all the success you found, and we'll continue to find in the future. Future. Thank you for being optimistic. That's very kind. Um, And so she says, "I've been saying I was going to send this since since I don't know quarantine days, but I don't know, just never got around to it." So first, I want to start with a fun little story about our queen Mariah. Yes, I used. (laughs) I love Alyssa. (laughs) I used to work. Uh, at Disneyland in the California Adventure Park. One day, Miss Mariah was in our backstage area going into the Soaring Over California ride, which is right next to our back break area. We saw celebrities literally all the time, which was super fun for me. Apparently, Mimi thought the cast members slash workers in the break area were staring at her and complained to management. A few days later, a wall was built (laughs) around our break area so that we couldn't see across to where the VIPs AKA celebrities would enter the ride. To this day, we still call it the Mariah (laughs) Wall.
0: I mean someone was staring. She wouldn't just say that. Anyways, have
1: either of you ever had an interaction with a celebrity at work or in general, I guess. Other celebrities I saw on the regular were the Kardashians, Britney Spears, and Kobe Bryant R. I. P. Love you love to you both, Alyssa. I mean Matt Palmer does have a Mariah story himself. I mean, we referenced it in last week's podcast.
0: It was referenced in last week's podcast. I went to see Mariah perform Touch My Body and I'm that chick at like the Hills premiere or finale party in New York City. This was when um the Hills was the biggest show on MTV, and she was trying to promote her album Equals MC Squared. And I was a member of the fan club at the time, the Honeybee Fly fan club. And so we go, and uh, me and my friend Heather are there, and she performs. And everyone, as they enter, had to give their phone, to, which, like, this would never happen now, but they had to give their phone because it's like no pictures, we don't have anything to leak because it was like the Hills finale hadn't aired or whatever. Mm. And uh, so as we're leaving, so many people did not. Like, leave their phones up front. Like, I did. I follow rules. There's something about me. I love a rule. Uh, a lot of people didn't. And so they... And Mariah was right there. And she was taking pictures with people. And, like, just being like, oh, you got your phone? Like, pulled out. We'll do a selfie. Or someone will take a picture of us. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And so she sees me kind of, like, looking at her intently. Because it's like, oh, my God. I love you so much. But I didn't have my phone or any sort of camera on me. But she doesn't know that. And so Mariah moves towards me and it's like, hello, and like leans in for a picture, but I don't have my phone and so I instinctively just leave, lean away. <laughs> I recoil into myself as she leans in and she's like, oh my God, hi. And I'm like, oh, and so I'm like, this is my moment. I have to think of something incredible to tell her I have loved her for so long. I have loved her all my life and all I can get out is, I, I, I like your new song. And she's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, you, your new song. I, I really like it. And she's like, okay, thanks. <laughs> that was the end of our interaction but when right when she got on Twitter I uh, before she had like over 3,000 followers I added her and was like at Mariah HBF, which was her Twitter handle at the time I was like I met you one time and I said I like your new song when I meant I've loved you for 10 years and she wrote back LOL smiley face and uh, then was like but no thank you so much that means a lot to me
1: but she sent it back to you in a direct
0: message because
1: you know she was new to Twitter she didn't yes. know what she was doing so she's like ah message and so she <laughs> sent you a direct Message.
0: She sent me a DM. That
1: oh my god! I imagine you. Gas. it was the
0: and it was like I was I feel like it's a theme I was going through a breakup and I literally forgot that man's name as soon as I received DM from Ryan HBA on my phone HBF on my phone it was a wonderful day a wonderful moment and I, I mean there are other celebrities I used to internet jive and spent the day with little mama she was mm-hmm. nice but was like stay in school and I was like girl I'm older than you <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of other celebrities that I have run into what about you
1: um, so I working at a restaurant in Los Angeles I come across a lot of celebrities uh one of my regulars who hasn't come in in a while actually is luke wilson he's very oh, nice yay. um there is jerry seinfeld comes in quite a bit cool. he likes to order Modelo beer mm. um the one time jennifer hudson or no jennifer hudson came in twice wow. but the first time she came in i like she sat right because i work behind the counter no. and i was just like uh, 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 and i <laughs> and i was just like wait a minute a best supporting actress oscar winner is literally sit is two inches away from my face and everything. And so I was like telling all my coworkers and they were all just these like straight guys. And I was just like, guys, guys, Jennifer Hudson (laughs) is at my bar right now. And they're looking at her and they're just like, are you sure? And I was like, my
0: God, are you sure?
1: Yes, I'm sure. And they're like, how can you tell? And I'm like, because I know what Jennifer Hudson fucking looks like. Like this is Jennifer fucking Hudson. And so, um, I'm like, you know, I make shakes behind the bar and everything. And I'm scooping it like this big thing of vanilla ice cream in front of her, and she just like looks, is just like looking at me, and I'm like, I know she's looking at me, but I have to pretend like she's not looking at me, and I just hear her whisper to me, wow, that ice cream sure does look good. (laughs) What do you say? And I was just like, it is, (laughs) and like in my head, I'm just like, girl, it's vanilla ice cream. I've got like, vanilla ice cream to me is not great but like it's great but still like ice, it's ice cream like what do you think it tastes like it's not like this was a particularly like beautiful shade of white but she was light. trying to talk to you she was trying to talk to me and so she was she was more so like talking to herself and she was just like you know what I think I need a scoop of ice cream. And I was like, I can get that for you. And so I got her a scoop of ice cream. She also had buffalo wings and everything. And then two days later, she sang at the Oscars. This was like two days before the 2019 Oscar ceremony. Did your dairy mess her up? The thing is, she sounded fucking amazing. (laughs) And my friend Lauren texted me because I told her all about this and she texted me and she was just like, and she had wings and ice cream (laughs) two days prior and she still sounds like this. Unbelievable. That is absolutely insane. I mean, we actually have a YouTube, video about like our awkward celebrity encounters yes. so you can like google <laughs> like two game ads. i guess embarrassing celebrity okay and, like it might uh pop up yeah yeah the, the only one
0: other one i could think of right off the top of my head is i used to intern at island def jam and this was back when jay-z was like running the label or was the president or whatever and it also was the week that whatever album he put out in like 2007 2008 went to number one and I get in the elevator to go home after my day, was probably listening to Danity Kane Damage, because I was listening to that a lot at the time. And Jay Z gets into the elevator with me. It's 2006. I know because I'm like I'm in there with him, and he's like, "Hey, what's your name? Like, what do you do here?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm Matt, and I'm an intern." And he like has a he's a very hyper, which is not the way you imagine Jay Z to be. Yeah. And B, he like raps about an intern, and I'm like, "Oh, I don't know if this is a rap from one of your songs because like I I don't know you outside of your Beyonce features and Heartbreaker." <laughs> uh, and all I kept thinking was like. Has he seen Dreamgirls? <laughs> like, <laughs> what does he think of Dreamgirls? Can I oh. ask him about Dreamgirls? I didn't, but...
1: Literally, I, it took every fiber of my being to hold me back when Jennifer Hudson was in front of me. To, I desperately wanted to ask her, girl, how is Cats going? Because this was before the Cats trailer even dropped. I mean, and so I was just like, I just want to know, how is Cats going? I bet you would have been like, bad. <laughs> like, girl, girl, oh, it's gonna be I'm bad. traumatized. That's why I need these wings. <laughs> like, I, I, it was just, also, I, I, let's just, I don't know anything about basketball, but I do have a favorite basketball player. Okay. His name is Andrew Bynum. Okay. He orders to go at my restaurant. And he has uh, us go out to his giant car that makes very loud noises. Um, And we always go because, baby, he will just he will order like a thing of kids mini burgers and then just plop a lot of cash in your hand and tell you
0: to keep it. He's my favorite basketball player, too.
1: I mean, what? An angel. I don't know anything about him other than he is a basketball player and he tips so, <laughs> so well. We love him. We love him. I hope he wins every single game yes, he ever. win plays every in. tournament,
0: win every ring. Do I
1: know what team he plays for? Don't know. Maybe don't LA know. Lakers? Sure. Uh, sure. I'm rooting for whatever team it is. I'm wearing those <laughs> colors. Next question yeah. comes from us from Durga. Uh, the subject is M plus J. Hey, Matt. Quick one today and a little bit more personal. But if you feel comfortable, <laughs> Matt Palmer, I'd love to know a little bit more about Jackson. How did you guys meet? I know he does something with audiobooks, maybe. Also, if this is too intrusive, you can skip this part. (laughs) But up this is a this is a personal podcast. We're gonna talk about it. All right. Are we gonna maybe get a two gay Matt's wedding in a few years? If so, would Matt Steele be down to sing the next ten minutes at your reception? I've been watching a lot of Love Is Blind season four, so marriage has been on my mind. Oh my god. Also, Matt Palmer would love your thoughts on the season when you get a chance. P.S. I'm currently watching The Ultimatum on Netflix, and Matt Palmer, you have to watch it. The first step is really boring, but it gets so dramatic and messy. Like it's only episode three, and the whole show has basically fallen apart. Lol. Anyway, that's it, Durga.
0: <laughs> um, thank you for the email, Durga. Uh, Jackson and I met. In 2019, in January, and we were on OKCupid, which Matt Steele was like, "Why are you on OKCupid?" It's 2019. Oh, even
1: in 2019, it's like, "Girl, no one's on OKCupid." I know you were like,
0: "No one's here," and I, you know, and I met him. You know
1: who's on there? The one.
0: And so I, he luckily lived close to where we lived at the time. We walked there. It was really sweet, and we walked around. We did more walking than I generally like to do. You know, I'm more of a stationary person. You're not a walker. Not a walker, but it was a, you know, a new boy I was meeting. I had to like do the thing, Uh, and so yes, that was lovely, and. He's a great guy, and and yes, he wrote an audiobook for Audible, so if anybody has Audible out there, he wrote uh, an audio drama called The Sea in the Sky. It has been out for, I guess three years now because it came out during COVID and during COVID yeah like and summer of 2020 I yeah summer maybe fall yeah. and so listen to The Sea in the Sky it's
1: excellent it is literally like my hell it's, oh like, my it's like it's like outer space exploration and you're just like stuck there and I'm like this is horrifying to me I love it
0: <laughs> yes I remember when I was listening to through early passes of it and I was like on walks and crying and I would text him and be like um, I'm crying in public because of you thanks and it's he's beautiful like, and, and he's horrifying like, he's like good which part yes <laughs> he's like I want to make that part sadder actually I was like get away from me <laughs> Yeah. No, Jackson's lovely and wonderful. And I mean, I don't know what to say. We're not engaged. <laughs> like, I know you're watching Love is Blind, and have Marriage on the Brain. We're very happy together. Living together has been lovely, as I mentioned in that other video, because it's like lovely to live with a boyfriend. We're very happy in our relationship, and we hope to continue to be very happy in our relationship.
1: Okay, but to make this about me. <laughs>
0: yes, let's hear it. <laughs>
1: if I were to sing at your
0: wedding. Oh, which, yeah.
1: What song would you like me to sing?
0: Well, it wouldn't be the next 10 minutes if I, you know, if it's Jackson, because he's. And I hate to break to call him out like this. I have had him watch the last five years twice, and he does not like it. And that's upsetting to me. But, you know, no one's perfect. And it's a good reminder that Jackson's not perfect because he's missing the greatness of Kathy and that man. (laughs) uh, So I don't know what song, what song would you want to sing?
1: I don't need to sing any song. (laughs) I would like to maybe do like a comedy bit. Like I would do like characters and voices. Yeah, that won't be needed. Like a whole like comedy
0: show. Matt Steele will most certainly be invited. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So whenever I get married, Matt Steele will also be there. So. I appreciate Can that. Can confirm. All right. I'll
1: let me know the date and I'll like try to get that day off. Okay, good. Can't
0: guarantee. I know. I'll keep you updated. Thank Matt you. Steele. Yes. What has been giving you moments, darling?
1: Guys, this spring of 2023, mm. so much justice has been served. Okay. Donald Trump has been indicted.
0: That is true. I love it.
1: Gwyneth Paltrow got her dollar. Sure. (laughs) But the biggest justice to be served probably ever happened this week. Okay. And I am talking about Monique's comedy special on Netflix called My Name is Monique. Okay. I'm so proud of her. She got that after years Years. of fighting Netflix and and being like, no one's ever going to work with her again. Netflix is going to... Boy, like ban her from everything. Like everyone is boycotting her, blah, 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 But like so much shit talked about Monique for when she was sticking to her guns the whole time and did not back down. And she finally got that Netflix special. I don't know what she was paid, but I'm assuming it was more than $500,000. And and guys, the special is great. Wow. It's like, she is just such an electric performer. She is such a brilliant storyteller And just the energy that she has, the connection that she has with the audience. And a thing with comedy now is, and this isn't necessarily like a criticism, but like Mm. so many comedians I feel now want to be like, I'm the philosopher. I'm the witty one. Listen to my hot takes. Like people glamorize, like the Dave Chappelle's being like, his mind, he's a genius. The way he Do we still glamorize
0: Dave Chappelle?
1: People are just like, they, they, they glamorize the comedian that like, you know, like when they think the comedian is like this like sort of like God, like all knowing omniscient figure and everything commenting on everything. Mm. But Monique is, she just, not that she's not smart, but like she, she feels so relatable. She, Mm. the great thing I love about Monique is she feels like the woman who works next to you in the cubicle at the (laughs) office and you just hear her stories and her stories are so relatable and like stuff that, so many people like can understand everything, but it's just the way she tells them Mm. her storytelling capabilities, like the way she can make the simplest thing hilarious. Like she, she, and she, the whole theme of the special is how she never backs down from standing up for what is right. She starts off saying that she um, was uh, put into special ed, yeah, at a point in middle school and everything mm. and how she, she had to help uh, one of her classmates stand up for herself, like against these wow. bullies in their class and everything. And just in dealing with like, it, she goes through the stuff with her family and everything. And, and she, she, you know, talks about how much of a fighter she always like had to be and how she always wasn't. And, and she never like di- She doesn't, Really directly tie that into the the drama that happened with Netflix, right? But, but it's just understood totally. And just the she has a moment at the end where that where it becomes like suddenly serious, mm. but also has like hilarious moments because with Monique, comedy and drama just like go hand in hand. Like she's just telling these stories, and they're both hilarious and devastating. And she just handles it so well. She is just so unbelievably talented, and I'm I'm just so thrilled for her. Like she 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 really like like understands like the the humor in truth and all she's mm. doing is just like telling these random stories and there's they're so so funny like in these dramatic moments she finds the humor in them so well like it's just it's just great
0: why was the headline i saw as a result of the special monique comes out did she come out during? she the special? came out as Re- bisexual really? in the special she
1: talked and that's like what the dramatic part is because spoiler alert i guess she oh, so, talks she talks about her her uncle tina they used to call uncle tina uncle tina <laughs> and uncle tina was a very butch lesbian yeah. and she she talks so love Monique talks so lovingly about her grandmother and how um her grandmother always called Monique her prize mm. and everything and you know she's describing her grandmother and how what a wonderful person she was and everything and she's like but there was always such tension and despair when it came to like her um her grandmother's relationship with Uncle Tina mm. because you know the, the how, what the church said about like homosexuality and everything and so Monique uh, always felt like she had to stifle that part of her, like her interest Aww. in women sexually, because she didn't want. Even after her grandmother died, she didn't want to. Um, she didn't want to not no longer be her grandmother's prize, right. you know, and everything. And she talks about the first time she told her husband Sydney that she you know wants to be with a woman sexually and and it's it's heartbreaking and devastating and hilarious at yeah. the same time the way she does it is just so so well done she she's just she's just great she like she makes a story about going into the mall to buy a, a hippopotamus a crystal trinket hilarious <laughs> like it's it's so great i loved it good and she's just screaming and cursing every Every
0: second, hey, good for her. She did not back down. I love that she's referencing the fact that she was always been a fighter. Because, yeah. like you said, it's like clearly that's what we're talking about. What well, we're not going to say it. We don't get the powers that be too upset. But you got to talk about how we got here. How we got here, I mean, and, and that's it's why it's called My
1: Name Is Monique. Huh? So, I guys, it's great. I love Monique. I'm so I'm so happy.
0: Well, I know you're coming from a place of like this is a woman I've loved forever, and she's done something amazing. How expected. I will say that the giving me moments today from me has taken me by complete surprise. Oh because God. I, fairly or unfairly, have writ- had written off this woman's music as campfire music for a long time.
1: Oh my God. And
0: N- Nora Jones? Not Nora Jones. <laughs> but I, when I am here to tell you that Tori Kelly's Missing You is the best pop song I have heard this year. It is so fucking incredible. And you all know how I feel about Craig David, Daniel Beddingfield, and she throws it, but there's a fill me in sample. I like Craig David's song sample. So of course I'm going to like that. But the inclusion of like, it's like a no scrubs esque production with like from Tori two, Kelly, from Tori Kelly okay. with like two step undertones. This is like UK garage band shit. And it's just like the melody and the chorus, like when it pops in it, when it comes in, it like hits you in the face. And that's the kind of music I've been missing. I have listened to this song on loop more times than I can count today it was just a a shock to the system so I apologize to Miss Tori Kelly because I have been saying you made campfire music for a long time and that is not true obviously she is doing a complete rebrand if you look at the single cover you're like I don't know who this woman is but man oh fucking man this is the kind of music I want back in the zeitgeist this is the kind of music that made me care about music production and I am so excited and happy that she is making something incredible and something that's throwbacking that is not like i'm just sampling something but she's like reinventing the sound for a new generation and it's really exciting for me and i just i just didn't see it coming and every time i listen to the song and i don't have it on repeat one which i have been listening to it like that it goes right into a campfire duet with Ed Sheeran and i'm like oh <laughs> it's so interesting because she's been around for quite a while like 10
1: years it feels like everyone's been like Tori Kelly like listen to Tori Kelly listen to Tori Kelly and you always have this like had this aversion to her because you're just like obviously she's an amazing amazing, singer, like, singer. amazing voice and everything yes. but you just were never interested in the type of music that she put out because you were just like the music is not as interesting as like what her voice can do yes and so the fact that she's like doing this rebranding this deep into her career <sighs> I and know. it's just go- it going is working so well on me
0: you. babe it is working on me wow. I love that song I can't wait to hear what she does next with it it got me listening to daniel Bedingfield today it got me listening to a two-step p- mix on spotify just because like that is the music that birthed me not birthed me because mariah came before but it really moved me when that production style was the style and the fact that she's harkening back to it endears me to her in so many ways and i also just, oh my god
1: th- speaking of easter tori kelly she has risen she has- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god
0: Tori Kelly she has risen wow. I just could not believe how good this song it was just better than I, it, I could have ever assumed it was going to be so thank you Tori Kelly I can't I hope this song is a huge hit congratulations True
1: Tori way. Kelly she was probably watching all these years of two game apps being like this motherfucker <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> get him this bitch hates me I'm gonna finally give him what that what and he wants she
0: did wow. she really did and I have to say otherwise, like other things that have been giving me moments I feel like you get to a certain age and you just like take it more seriously. I don't know anything about
1: getting to a, a certain I, clearly age.
0: Clearly you don't, but some of us do and- You just start wanting to take care of yourself a bit more. I have bought more skincare things, most of whom have agreed with me, some of whom have not, but Mm -hmm. we try. And I feel like I'm in such a good rhythm. I've been drinking that non alcoholic wine I was telling you about, which I get from Boisson. This is not sponsored, it should be. But I, you know, just trying to cut down on the drinking and having a nice little sparkling wine replacement that's non alcoholic is really nice. Okay. And, you know, I'm doing a lot of more in depth facial routine. Our friend Montana kind of gave the gaze a big talking to about wearing sunscreen every day and like what you need to do to keep yourself looking amazing and i just am i feel it makes you feel good to take care of yourself it reminds me of that lord song where she's like i care for myself the way i used to care about you which is you know one of my favorite lines on melodrama and this feels like that to me even though you know it's not like i'm going through a breakup like she was but i think it's important to take time and care for yourself and it's exciting for me that uh, it just feels good to do so, you know. Yeah. So I agree. I'm yeah, all about it. I love like
1: trying out like a new skin thing. Usually, like when I first put it on, it burns my face. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and it becomes like very blot because you know I'm I'm quite pale. I'm a yes. ginger, so like you know I have to be very careful about right. the stuff I put on my like it, my skin's very sensitive yes. to new things. As is mine. And so uh, I have to like sort of like wean myself onto those things. Right. Um, but like when, then I you know I do like I just bought like a new vitamin C serum thing that right. I added to my repertoire.
0: I, I and, and I, serum. I keep I keep looking at the serum at the store and being like what is this exactly? And maybe I should just buy it and throw it on my face and see what happens. Yeah, but uh, it's the thing is, if ever I'm on this podcast or I'm ever with you, never let me purchase an eye cream again. Every single eye cream I've ever tried has given me a rash, okay. <laughs> and thus I'm recovering. We're all not fully out of the woods, but we're mostly out of the woods. But I just everything else has been lovely. Oh, You're so, so strong. I'm your, re- your recovery strong. has has worked wonderfully. <laughs> That's the thing. Who's gonna play me in the movie? Is really oh my the god, question. guys! A
1: whole biopic about Matt Palmer experimenting with eye cream. <laughs>
0: I think guys. that's what the people need. Patron only. Patron only. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> gonna drop
1: on 2Gay Mats Patreon. Yes. That's gonna be the streaming service. Get yeah. ready. So everyone
0: <laughs> become a patron. <laughs> right for that. <laughs> um, guys, this has been so lovely. Is there anything else you will need to tell the people today?
1: I don't know, guys. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Everything.
0: It's so fun celebrating with you. And we'll be back next week with more 2Gay Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye.